0: Born in 1592 in the Highlands of Scotland, and he is still alive. He is immortal. Constantly facing other immortals in combat to the death, the winner takes his enemy's head, and with it, his power. We know the truth about immortals. In the end, there can be only one. May it be Duncan MacLeod, the Highlander. We're the, of
1: the
0: And welcome into Let's Watch Highlander. This is Let's Watch Highlander Season 5, Episode 7, Haunted. And here to talk with you, as we are every week, I'm Travis, a.k.a. TV's Travis, and over there, that's the Audi Norman. Audie, how are you? Doing all right, man. It's been a interesting weekend and a few days, we...
1: We had some friends over this weekend and they left on Sunday afternoon. They were like, Hey, I just tested positive for COVID. <laughs> like, <"Wah." laughs> so my wife was going on a trip and she ended up going, but she's like, I'm staying away from everybody. I'm masking up. The kids could still go to school as long as they mask up. Um, and then we'll do PCR tests at the end of the week uh, to figure out. If anybody's got it or not, but
0: Ugh, it is yeah, the COVID the gift that keeps on giving, right? Want and it or it not.
1: It's it's just frustrating right now because it's just a waiting game to see if anything happens or not. So yeah,
0: no symptoms though. Everybody's feeling okay.
1: No, nope. Everybody's fine. We've got some coughing and hacking in the mornings and stuff, but it's like, they were already doing that, like the seasonal allergies were starting to drop in. So it's that it's the waiting game, and the is this COVID? Is this allergies? I don't know. Yeah. You don't have a temperature? Get out of here.
0: Yep. That's the that's the rough part. Is how is it mm-hmm. going to manifest, and is it actually manifesting, or is it right. something else? Well, that's a bummer. But um, you know, now see if we had immortals around here, none of them would get COVID, <laughs> right? Because they've that got would the be interesting. they've got the super immune systems. So you bastards uh but we have for real we've got a interesting episode this week um yeah there's i it's another one that i had uh a couple of these early season five episodes i either just like missed in the syndicated run or Mm -hmm. i've seen them but it's been a while so i don't remember a ton about them i remembered bits and pieces of this one especially as it unfolded but it wasn't what i was thinking of
1: right um i
0: it felt familiar
1: to me, but I did not remember the actual nuts and bolts of it at all.
0: Yeah, like I didn't remember any names. I didn't remember any faces. I remembered there being an episode where some stuff happened with Richie, but I didn't mm-hmm. remember that it was this one. So, All right. in all, I think uh, I, I think we've got some, some stuff to chew on with this. Um, but before we do, uh, as we always do, we have a Watcher Chronicle, and that needs to happen first.
1: Yes, it does.
0: November 11, 1996. Well, I guess it's time for me to find a new assignment. I've been on Gerard Cragen for a while now, currently as a PA on his latest movie set. But last night, after he once again threw a fit and sent everyone home, he had his head taken. Duncan McLeod did the deed. Driving on set and waiting around until things were clear. I know we aren't supposed to really root for anyone, but at the same time... McCloud did the world a favor getting rid of Kragen. He was just an awful man. I-, I won't miss shadowing him, that's for sure. I guess I'll head to Seacover and talk to Joe Dawson about a new assignment. Closing the book on Gerard Kragen. It was a dark and stormy night. The camera <laughs> pans in on the house that we've seen in several episodes with a woman sleeping during the storm. So I'm pretty sure that exterior shot was the same house we saw, like, in season one episodes and Yeah, stuff. They, they like got, that location. They got some mileage out of that place. Um, mm-hmm. So she's hearing a voice call her name Jennifer, the, and she, she tries to flip the um, uh, bedside lamp on, powers out. So right. she gets out of bed, she goes off, grabs a flashlight, goes off to investigate, opens a room to a bird in a cage, because why not? Um, mm-hmm. Then she starts hearing a piano playing a little tune uh, and calls out to Alec uh, and runs downstairs, and there's no one there. But we do get a brief flash of of somebody playing at the piano, kind of hazy, fuzzy, and then she mm-hmm. goes into the room, and there's no one there. Um, Storm is raging outside. She goes to kind of close up the piano when, boom, tree branch crashes through the window, scaring her half to death. She stumbles out of that room, looks up into a mirror, and sees uh presumably the same guy only the guy in the mirror has short hair and no facial hair um but she identifies his, uh, him as alec and then he disappears mm-hmm. from the mirror and so she's very confused very scared grabs her coat and starts driving and drives off to a cemetery on a mountainside road somewhere mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of nowhere um heads to the grave of Alec Hill and she's asking him what is it that he wants and then we fade out and we get yeah. our opening credits uh, kind of a spooky spooky start yeah oh. it
1: reminded me of a meatloaf video <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is fantastic because mm-hmm. it is so accurate like all yeah. you needed was was just intercutting with meatloaf like on stage or Meatloaf mm-hmm. in front of, like, a fan with his hair billowing. Right. Oh, that's so good. So credits roll. Afterwards, we, uh, we're at the dojo, and Richie is practicing a kata with a wooden sword, um, shirtless, in a pair Bleed. of jeans. Uh, was like, why, why
1: blue jeans, dude? Get, get some better pants, but whatever.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, hey, he's looking good while he's doing it. And Jennifer notices, because as she comes in, she has got, like, a feral gleam in her eye. She's, yes, she does. She's looking at him like he's a slab of beef. Uh, and and she sees that same face kind of appear on his back, mm-hmm. um, which is weird. But then when he yeah. turns around and he acknowledges her and they start talking, at one point when he introduces himself, his face morphs into the face of the man. And the vo- his voice even changes when he says, Richie, Ryan, right? Which is weird. Uh, but she... Jennifer is there to see Duncan because of course Jennifer is a friend of Duncan's Um, of course there's a little light flirting between the two of them and then Richie um, gathers his clothes and takes her up the elevator to go see uh, Duncan up in the loft Duncan's super happy to see her but then he asks where Alec is and and finds out Alec uh, her husband uh, was killed he was an immortal Mm -hmm. and uh, he was killed while looking for Kragan is the name that we're given. And then we get a flashback. Um, so Jennifer, uh, after the flashback, Jennifer is talking about that she believes Alec is, is still around that his ghost, uh, is there or his spirit, his soul. Um, we find out that Alec, uh, really believed in sort of the transmigration of the soul. And he'd studied a bunch of stuff over the years based on what had happened during the, the flashback, uh, which we mm-hmm. will talk about. Um, But Jennifer believes that he is there, that he is calling out to her, that he wants something, um, and that it is uh, to avenge his death to Kragan. So Duncan agrees, uh, because he had agreed to, and he heads Mm -hmm. out. Meanwhile, at Joe's bar, Richie is there with Jennifer, and they're having a drink. Uh, Basically, Duncan took off to go get Kragan, asked Richie to watch Jennifer, so they went to the bar. And he's watching her. Boy, is he ever. Uh, so the flirting continues, um, mm-hmm. and they're talking, they're, they're, they're getting to know each other. Once again, she sees Richie's face flash into Alex, mm-hmm. uh, which startles her. So she gets up kind of flush, flustered, uh, asks where the lady's room is. Richie points her in that direction. And, uh, as she walks past Joe, Joe kind of does a double take and then he looks over at Richie and he kind of sidles over and sits down with him like, uh, what are you doing here with Alec Hill's wife? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so Richie's got to tell the story. He's like, look, Mac wanted me to watch her. He's off taking care of Craig, and Craig and killed him. And, you know, Duncan's going to take care of the son of a bitch that killed him. And Joe, Joe is like, yeah, about that. Uh, <laughs> you're the son of a bitch that killed him. Um, turns out Richie killed Alec Hill earlier in the, the, the previous summer. Uh, didn't know mm-hmm. who he was. No, right. no clue. Uh, it was just like a, a meeting. Uh, it was a chance meeting, and Richie killed him and had no idea. Um, so, of course, he's upset uh, and feels bad about that and doesn't know what to do. Um, and when Jennifer comes back out, Richie's like, uh, Yeah, hey, look, uh, you're, you're cool and all. Joe's going to get you a cab. I got to bounce. And he just takes off. Yeah. Um, and Jennifer was like, hey, I think you should take me home now. I'm, I'm, you know, I want to get out of here. But Richie's just right. like, eh, uh-uh, gone. So he mm-hmm. takes off. Uh, and then we cut to him back at his place playing a harmonica, playing a, a somewhat familiar tune on the harmonica, I might add. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jennifer shows up at his apartment. Yes, yeah, she does. She, she couldn't sleep. Richie couldn't sleep. They kind of hem and haw a little bit. She has him sit down on the couch with her and starts talking about the connection she feels with him, and then they go at it. Mm-hmm. While this is going on, we cut to Duncan pulling up in a very nice-looking Mustang, by the way. Um, yeah. Not my favorite era of Mustangs. It was the mid-'90s ones. They're a little small, but whatever. Uh, but he pulls up on a movie set, walks into the soundstage, and who's directing but Gerard Cragen? Mm-hmm. Um, and he hasn't really changed at all since the flashbacks. Um, he's... Kind of a jerk on set. He's treating one of the actresses really poorly. She talks back to him, so he just calls it a wrap, gets everybody off the set. Uh, which is when Duncan comes striding in. Mm-hmm. And no pretense, uh, nothing. Duncan's just like, "Hey, how you doing? I'm here for your head." Pulls out his sword. Mm-hmm. They have their fight. Right. And so we get Duncan and Cragen in fighting, intercut with um, with Richie and Jennifer wrestling. Um, and, uh, Duncan defeats Kragen, takes his head and his quickening and, uh, Duncan and Richie finish at the same time. (laughs) So Duncan comes back to the dojo, presumably the next day. Uh, and Richie is just there. Like he's been working out. You can tell he's all sweaty, but he's, he's just kind of there waiting for him. Uh, and he explains that, uh, (laughs) uh, Duncan, uh, about Jennifer, um, yeah. And Duncan's like, you did what? And and at first, Duncan's like, well, look, things happen. You know, he kind of sort of understands it while also being like, it was a dumb idea. It was, it was a bad mm-hmm. move. But then Richie's like, well, that's not the worst of it. <laughs> yeah. You killed Kragen, but Kragen didn't kill Alec. And Duncan's like, was Yeah, it was me. I, I did. Richie confesses to have killed Alec. And Duncan is, well... He's a little disappointed in Richie, I think would be the, the way to put it. Sure. Um, we'll they, have, they have a, a really good conversation at that point that I liked. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get into that more. Um, yeah. But it, it ends with Richie being like, well, look, I'm just going to go tell her. And Duncan's like, the hell you are. No, you're not telling her anything. <laughs> you get the hell out of town. I will go talk to her. And I'll set her straight. Um, and basically, like, I will make sure that she believes the man who killed her husband is dead. Right. So that's what happens. Duncan takes her to Joe's because, again, it's the only establishment in town. But uh, you know what? Honestly, I'll give it to him. Richie and Duncan, that's going to be the place they're probably most comfortable at this point. Oh, for sure. So Duncan talks to Jennifer. Um, She's feeling guilt for having slept with Richie. Uh, right. that she hurt Alec in some way. And Duncan's like, look, you didn't. <laughs> okay, it's fine. You, 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 mm-hmm. you needed some comfort. You've got to move on. You know, Cragen is dead. He's, he's giving all the, the words that she needs to hear. Um, you'll know when it's time to move on, but you don't have to rush into it. Just when it's, when it's right, it's right. And she leaves, seeming to feel quite a bit better. Mm-hmm. Duncan, meanwhile, is like uh, he's all mopey now. he's complaining <laughs> to Joe. And Joe's like, "What are you complaining about?" So you told you you left some details out. Like she feels better. Get over oh, it. My God. Joe's Joe is one hundred percent like advice doling out barman in this episode. Yes, he is dad that everybody's going to for advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So he basically he's like, "Look, you did what you had to do. It'll be fine." Uh, even if you had to lie to her, whatever it'll you know you'll get over it. And and Dun- Duncan's like uh, reluctantly agrees, right? He's just like mm, okay, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. I'll it's see you. Like- and he's you know what what can you do? Uh, Jennifer heads to Richie's place, and Richie's packing, like he's he's getting ready to leave. And she just shows up um, and is confused why Richie's leaving, but asks him if it's because of her. He's like yeah, yeah, it is. But he, he's he's saying it without saying it. Like I can't be with you but he won't give the reasons for it. Obviously, he, he he's not just going to come right out and say it. But she keeps pushing and pushing and pushing and asking him, why can't we be together? Uh, you know, if you really feel something for me. And Richie's like, I don't want to hurt you. But finally, he just blurts it out. I killed Alec. And she mm-hmm. does a, a full 180 and starts freaking out on him. Um, yep. Again, kind of understandably so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, while also being, uh, being a bit much. But, you know, it, it's fine. Like, I understand it. So she gets upset and leaves. And Richie's like, ugh, so he goes to Joe. So it's Richie's turn with Joe again. Yeah, and now Richie's like, I'm an idiot. And, and I love, again, it's a great conversation between he, Richie and Joe, where Joe is like, because uh, Joe starts talking to him about, you know, well, look, because uh, Richie explains that he couldn't stop himself. Mm-hmm. that like he felt compelled he felt compelled to be with her and sleep with her and then later mm-hmm. on he felt compelled to tell her that he had done it even though like half of him was fighting it and Joe says look you took Alex quickening there's a part of him in you maybe mm-hmm. that helped you know maybe that pushed you in that direction and Richie's like I got a better uh, theory which is I'm just an idiot <laughs> um, but he, he understands he's got he's to get out of town He's just got to go. Right. Got to be gone for a little while. Uh, says bye to Joe. Heads back to his place. Jennifer is at the dojo complaining to Duncan now because now that she knows Richie killed Alec, she wants Duncan to kill Richie. Right. To avenge Alec. And that's another... There's a great line there where she says, you swore to avenge his death. And Duncan is like, I said I would kill Kragen, And I did. Hmm. Duncan's like... This is the li- basically trying to explain to her, which she should know. This is the lives they lead, but she's blinded by grief and and guilt and uh, mm-hmm. emotion and all of that, and she's not. Um, she isn't looking at things logically. Duncan kind of is, so like, but he's yeah. also he's also pigheaded about it because it's his friend, even though his friend killed his friend. Like he, right. This is the life that they lead.
1: Mm-hmm. I loved when she huffs off and he's like, you're being unreasonable. I'm
0: like, no, no, not in this situation. <sighs> she's being mortal. <laughs> yes, that is the big thing. She is she is reacting the way that a mortal would. He is reacting the way that an immortal would. Mm-hmm. That doesn't always go great. But she heads to Richie's place. Just as he's leaving, he opens up the door and there she is. And she comes in, starts to talk about how she's figured out, how she can get move beyond this, and then turns around and shoots him. Mm-hmm. Now, Duncan just happened to be showing up at the same time, thankfully. Of course. Yeah. So he goes in, he starts, and he finds her standing over Richie's, quote, dead body with a sword right. ready to take his head. Duncan starts to try to talk her down, but she's like, look, Alec is here. Alec wants me to do this. She's hallucinating Alec in the room. Now. Mm-hmm. And Duncan leans into that. He, he uses that to his advantage to talk her down um, by... Talking to Alec again. I'm using air quotes there, um, right? And it works. It does enough to get her to not kill Richie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we fade to black. And when we come back, Richie wakes up, um, and Duncan is sitting there with the sword. Like, look, she's gone. Everything's cool. Um, and they they have a conversation, and it is yeah, a great. Need. This is a great conversation between them. We are going to dive into. Um, oh, heck yeah. And they end things on a good note, and that ends the episode. Yeah. Um, there's some really good writing and some really good conversations to talk about uh, in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get to those, we've got special guests we got to talk about first.
1: Yeah, we do. I swear to me, if I die before I can kill him,
0: you'll finish it. I swear. All right. So special guests. We've got a couple. Um, no, yeah. not any big names. Um, I feel like Kevin Conway played Alec Hill, and I feel like I know him from somewhere, but looking at him on IMDb, I couldn't find anything I recognized him from, but there was something yeah. familiar about his look and his voice. I don't know what it was. Very he, much so. He doesn't have a ton to do in the episode, um, and it's all in flashback, but I liked him. I thought that he played that character well. Um, yeah, for sure. He... You know who, uh, had this been, um, had there been more to screen time to him, Brian Cullen could have played this character really well. If you remember him from Courage. Mm. Yeah. Because Brian Cullen has that, that way to be like super melancholy and sure. down. Like, I kept picturing him. Plus, it was, I think it didn't hurt that at that point he had the long hair and the mustache. Mm hmm. But, like, sure. I think about that as, um, uh john piper ferguson that's his name the actor okay um playing this character i think would have worked uh but kevin kevin conway i think did great for what they gave him and for the time that he had on screen um yeah he did good i can't really say anything bad about him john novak was gerard Cragen. uh he's the plot device (laughs) evil guy
1: third time he's been on the show
0: yeah yep uh and i think every time he's been the same kind of thing right just sort of like Yeah, the second time,
1: I was looking at this. So, like, he was in, like, the fourth episode of the first season as the
0: evil dude sheriff. Um, Then he was in the... He was the um, sheriff that, uh, in, uh, um, uh, uh, what's the episode? Innocent Man. Yeah, with Vincent Schiavelli. Okay. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's... So, he was the sheriff in that. Yep. Again, Um, plot plot device bad guy. He's just a bad guy to be a bad guy.
1: Yeah. In the Revolutionary, I think he was just kind of a side thug guy for the actual bad guys in that episode, because um, I see his name is just Mason, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah. And then this one. Okay. And a nice change for him in this episode.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, when you need... He's got a good presence. He's got a good voice. So, mm-hmm. this, the character of Gerard Cragen has no... Uh, we don't know anything about him whatsoever. He's just bad guy to be a bad guy, but... He's he's used as a catalyst um, to uh, for the inciting incident uh, mm-hmm. in our story. So
1: I think we get just enough information from like you know in the flashback we know he's dealing with women of some sort, and then present day he's a director of I don't know what kind of movie they were making, but it was like uh, he wanted he wanted to see some more skin. I'm like, okay, what kind of movie are we making here, dude? And it's so, like, yeah, okay
0: the the flashback he's an artist of some kind because he talks about portraits- mm-hmm. her the portraits of genevieve were uh were hanging in galleries or something like that so like he's transitioned from whatever art form that was whether it was painting or photography into uh film and film directing now yeah um so yeah there th- that's about all we know about him though is just that he yeah. treats women horribly uh, mm-hmm. and um, has a, a great uh, way to get out of a conflict, uh, <laughs> which we'll talk about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's he's good. Like For what he was there to be, which is mm-hmm. uh, a, basically a MacGuffin to to move the plot right. along, uh, it worked. And
1: compared to the last couple episodes where we have been not very happy with the way things have gone down with some of the actors in there, he did a good job of doing exactly what he needed to do and not mm-hmm. being any more or any less... Yeah. So this is one of our getting back to form kind of episodes, especially with him and this character. And especially since this character wasn't even the big main character of this episode.
0: No. No, but I have some thoughts on what they could have done. We'll talk about a little bit later. Yeah. Um and then Kathy Edison is uh, as Jennifer Hill. Mm-hmm. Another another case of um much like Cragen or Alec. She's fine for what she's given. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like there could have been more there, but I have some thoughts on how I would kind of restructure this episode a little bit. So yeah. So what they did for her as a character was she's not... She's a little, like... I don't know how to put it. Um, uh, inconsistent. I think is the way that I would put it.
1: And I think that becomes, the the reason she's inconsistent is because they are inconsistent with the rules of where she's coming from. And we'll get into that for sure. Because I think she's doing a good job with what she's given. And what she's given is some stuff that is never, they don't complete the thought well enough to make it work as good as I think it could have, like I think this is one of those episodes where it's good and I think it could have been a lot better if they had just tweaked some of the things and really yeah kind of pushed it
0: yeah and I think I think we're gonna have some similar ideas on how we would do that uh, but mm-hmm. as far as special guests go, all three of them were were solid performers nobody felt for sure uh, overly melodramatic nobody like mm-hmm. even when she gets you know her her reactions in the dojo and then later on uh, at Richie's or when she reacts to Richie telling her that he he killed Alec like they all feel like actual human emotions and not soap operas absolutely yeah So for sure that helps um, and like I say Kevin Conway and John Novak they don't have a ton of screen time so there's not a lot of their there but what they do mm-hmm. what they're given they do uh, a lot with yeah she's at your place you asked me to take care of her. I went home. She showed up. I couldn't stop myself. You and Jennifer. Look, I know it wasn't the smartest thing to do. Flashbacks. Uh, first one, California, 1886. Um, Duncan and Alec are building a house.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, for, for Alec and his mortal wife, Genevieve. Um, she arrives, and Alec starts singing her her favorite song. <laughs> and uh, both Duncan and Alec are smoking cigars while they're building the house. Um, they come down to have lunch or whatever meal she's bringing, and she's basically like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, go wash up, guys. Come on, you're dirty. Yep. And sends them off to the river. So they they head off. The river's a little ways away, creek, whatever it is. They go down to get washed up. While they're gone, Gerald Cragen shows up and apparently he has a history with Genevieve. Mm hmm. Uh, he, and he just, I mean, he treats her like an object. Um, he, he feels as though he owns her, that he made her who she is. Uh, yeah. She immediately bristles and has, wants nothing to do with him. Uh, he's like, You're coming with me. We're leaving right now. We're going to China. Um, <laughs> while, while she's struggling, um, and and screaming, Alec and Duncan hear it. They head back, and uh, Cragen pulls a knife. He feels them coming, so that's when we find out he's an immortal, right? And he pulls a knife and tells them, to "Stay back, or she'll, her, he'll kill her." Uh, you know, yelling back and forth, blah blah blah. They back him up to a cliff. That's apparently the house is being built right next to a cliff. Um, mm-hmm. Safe, right? And. Yeah. <laughs> And Alex says, "Look, you've got nowhere else to go." Craigan looks, sees the cliff, and he's like, "Sure, I do," and jumps. Yeah, taking her with him. Uh, which, which, which I think rough. is
1: rough, but smart. I mean, we've seen Duncan do something similar,
0: so oh yeah. But yeah. then
1: Alec jumps after
0: him, <laughs> and I'm like, "What are you thinking?" I mean, there that again. There's that like super emotional response, which right that's what it was given that we've seen how alec has reacted to genevieve showing up at the house in the first place um like i i can believe him being dumb enough to do that
1: sure but i'm still sitting here as a person (laughs) like why would you do that yeah and then duncan's running around i'm like so duncan's the smart one
0: duncan takes the long way down and when alec wakes Mm -hmm. up Genevieve, Duncan's there, Genevieve is dead, Cragen is gone, mm-hmm. and Alec vows that he will kill Kragan, regardless of how long it takes him, and he asks Duncan to finish the job if he dies before he can, Yep, which is important for later on, mm-hmm. uh, but I liked the fact that they, they worded it exactly like that, and then Duncan was able to word it like that later on when talking to Jennifer. Right, yep. So that and that's the first flashback. Uh, second one is California, 1888. Just a couple of years later, uh, house is mm-hmm. finished. Um, Duncan arrives dressed for the dressed to the nines, ready to go out for the night. And Alec is, uh, you know, in his house coat, uh, unkempt hair, unshaven, playing the piano. Mm-hmm. And Duncan's like, come on, come on. Amanda just won Kit's ca- mm. Casino. He won Kit's Saloon. Let's go. Let's go have dinner at the Double Eagle, <laughs> which is great. They they linked this I flashback to the Double Eagle. I loved it.
1: Oh, I loved that. And, you know, enough that Alec knows who Amanda is. Like, they're, they're a circle of friends there. But yeah. it's just like one of those things. And I, I got to say, this part with Alec, like the beginning of the episode, Jennifer's having her visions in the storm and one of them is, is of Alec like this. And one of them's of Alec with short hair and stuff. And I'm like, what the heck is she, who is she seeing? Why is she seeing these different people? And then when we get to this flashback, you're like, yep. Oh yeah. But at the same time, she wouldn't know that Alec anyways. So. No,
0: she wouldn't. So I don't know Weird. how she was picturing him that way, but yeah, this was the the scene where I pictured John Piper Ferguson for some reason playing the character. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I just think of like the emotion he brings to that mm-hmm. uh, would be great. But yeah, I loved the connection with the Double Eagle episode because we haven't seen yeah. that a lot in flashbacks. Most flashbacks no. are completely standalone unless they're being reused. Hmm. And so this was nice to have it where obviously Kit Amanda. Uh, Alec and Duncan are all friends because he doesn't have to say anything other than Amanda won Kit's saloon. Right. So obviously Alec knows both of them and kind of knows the situation. So that was great. Alec, of course, which wants
1: to. Oh. Which means one of the writers actually has notes about what happens when.
0: And was yeah. like,
1: oh, hey, we could, uh, we could write a little something in there. And it's like, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I really dug that. So, of course, Alec wants nothing to do with going out. He is he is mm-hmm. now obsessed with the transmigration of the soul and thinking that Genevieve is going to come back and that she's right. there, wait, she's waiting to to appear to him. And Duncan's trying to explain to him, like, okay, that's great, but what if she doesn't? Like, how long are you going to wait uh, mm-hmm. until you go crazy? Like, what what are we doing here? And he's trying to console his friend, and Alec just isn't listening. And so he ends up having yeah. to kind of give up and, and go. Um, yeah. And uh it's it's kind of sad um but those are our main flashbacks there is one other flashback uh that's very short that I want to save we'll talk about okay a little bit yeah um Mm -hmm. but our, our main flashbacks this was good use of flashbacks um yes to drive the story without overstaying the welcome because of the the meat of the story for this episode is in present day with Richie but mm-hmm. we, need, we needed the first flashback to set up who Alec was, who Cragen was, what happened to them, and give us sort of our false setup of what right. we think happened. Um, and then the second, uh, the, and they happen kind of back to back. Like We get flashback about 30 seconds of um, Jennifer explaining that Alec is now, uh, keeps thinking that uh, she's the reincarnated version of Genevieve and all this kind of stuff. And then Duncan mm-hmm. remembering like, oh yeah, he was into all of that And then the second flashback right. So Yeah, I, I think uh, Certainly better use of flashbacks than Last week um, Just because it didn't They didn't overuse And overstay their right. welcome
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely good You could have walked away You killed him over
0: nothing That's not true, Mac It was a fair fight, I won Hey, what have you been teaching me all these years? What did you honestly expect me to do? Let him kill me? So Joe is back. Um, and he's at the bar, and as we mentioned earlier, he's kind of dad, giving out the advice. Uh, he's dad. He's, yeah. He's old Uncle or Joe, the bartender. Yeah. Which is or cool. Kind of our Yoda.
1: <laughs> a in little this bit. Episode,
0: and I like that because it's a good role for Joe. Mm-hmm. If you don't have something that's that's watcher related, um, to just have Joe there, and it's like. His mm-hmm. bar is the watering hole that Richie and Duncan feel comfortable going to, and they can right. they can go there because they know that like they're gonna be fairly safe in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that, and, it, and obviously, just from a production standpoint, it gives us reasons to have Joe around because they're just always in the right. bar, mm-hmm. um, and that which is why moving Joe to the bar in the first place was a great move from the bookstore for sure. Uh, for sure and and i just like joe in this episode because he's when he first shows up he's like what are you doing with jennifer hill like mm-hmm. what is going on here and he's trying to figure it out and he knows that richie was the one that killed alec when richie doesn't even know it right and then he also knows,
1: he's the he's the one that notices the change in richie like starting to smoke yeah when he's got those little cigar things and it's like that was the interesting thing too like richie's isn't just smoking cigarettes he's smoking these like little cigar looking things And you're like that's interesting like at first i was like that's interesting why why would he be smoking Mm -hmm. that specifically yep and then we get into it more through the episode and joe's the one that notices that kind of thing
0: joe noticed that joe's there giving duncan the advice of like look you did the best that you could Mm-hmm. Uh, when Richie is is coming to him he's like look you, you're doing what you have to you're doing what you can here's what could be happening but he doesn't he doesn't insert himself into the situation like Joe would have before he's kind of it's it's interesting to watch the evolution of Joe because he wants to uh be there for his friends but he also has right. started figuring out where he can step in and where he shouldn't right um and he- it
1: how he should step in.
0: Yep. What, what his capacity can be. And so it worked. Like, this is a situation that there's no point in him getting overly involved. So he can just kind of sit back, you know, wipe the bar down, clean a few glasses, and be like, uh, hey, mm-hmm. you know, you're doing the best you can. Just uh, keep, you know, keep flying straight. You'll be fine. Um, yeah. But I loved it. And it, it, l- I
1: loved it when Richie says Duncan's going to kill the guy who killed Alec and <laughs> Joe's faces. It's like, really? Oh, okay. Um, Richie, I got some news for you, bud. Yeah.
0: Oh, so, so good. And we talked about it endlessly. Any episode with Joe is better because Joe is in it. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. Now, Richie, Richie gets a whole lot in this episode. Um, Yeah, he does. And it's really good. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I remembered going into it, uh, I had vague memories of like, oh yeah, there's an episode where Richie has killed somebody. And I, but I didn't remember like any details or anything like that. Right. What they did with him and Stan Kirsch in this episode, especially just nailed it. Like he is, (laughs) he's making mistakes with what he does or doesn't say, but it's, it's mistakes that make sense. They're not cringy mistakes. Mm -hmm. They're not like oh, Richie's just an idiot. He's like, he he doesn't quite understand how to navigate the situation. Right. Like how, how do you, like there is no manual to navigate the situation of you killed a guy who is an immortal. And then later on you slept with his wife. Mm -hmm. You didn't know when you met her that it was his wife. Like, there's nothing for that. The conversation when he tells Duncan about it and then they go up into the loft and they start talking. That was so good. Yeah, because Duncan is upset and, and obviously mm. so like Duncan's finding out that his friend killed another friend of his and slept with that guy's wife and you know, all of this stuff gets dumped on him right at once. And so Duncan is disappointed. Right. He's upset and Richie's like, what do you want me to do? Like what? What was I supposed to do? You yeah, know, and, absolutely. And and when they come off the elevator, and Duncan's like, "You could have walked away. You didn't have to fight him." And Richie's like, "Uh, no, I did. It was a fair fight. I just beat the guy." Like, yep. You know all of that, and Richie throws it in his face. Well, you're the one with all the you know experience. What do you want? What What should I do? Like,
1: but not right. in a
0: not in a petulant way, right? It's
1: no in an honest like. I'm frustrated with this conversation because I know I was in the right, and you should understand that I'm in the right. Yes. But because he was your friend, you don't feel that way, and now you're throwing this at me? Come on, man. Tell right. me what I should have done then.
0: Again, the 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 way that their relationship has evolved throughout the show... This, in an, uh, season one, season two, even into season three, this would have been something where Duncan is disappointed in Richie and then he treats him like a kid. mm mm-hmm. um, And at this point, Duncan understands that Richie is not a kid anymore. And while he's still a right. young immortal, he's an immortal. And Richie has mm-hmm. grown and become more mature. And so it's less a big brother, little brother type of arguments, and it's more of, like, twins, like like peers arguing right yeah Yeah. so absolutely absolutely adored that it was it was so good and you know you get uh richie then struggling with do i tell her what happened do i not i gotta Mm -hmm. get out of here he finally breaks down and does tell her and then he's trying like hell to be like i I don't want to hurt you but he played the the kind of dichotomy and the two sides struggling against each other well without it being cartoonish right Um, yeah um and then that final scene, that final scene in the episode, just like a couple episodes ago when they had the final scene with Amanda and Duncan, and we were like, this was great character work yeah. between the two of them. This was exceptional character work between Richie and Duncan. Stan, For and sure. It, and it's that chemistry between Stan Kirsch and, and, and Adrian Paul, and they play it mm-hmm. so well. And it's Richie waking up and Duncan sitting there, he's he's watching over his friend, and it starts off with Richie being like, well, are we okay? And Duncan's already yeah. decided that they are. Like, he's he's already had time mm-hmm. to think about this. And so I love then, because Richie's been asleep, you know, after getting shot. So the last conversation he had with Duncan was antagonistic, and they didn't part on great terms. Right. And then here he is waking up, and Duncan's holding a sword. And Richie's like, look, dude, are we are we cool or what? And Duncan's like, you made a mistake, man but we all do it. Mm -hmm. And that line about, uh, where he's, he talks about you carry them with you. And Richie Richie is like, but I didn't think you believed in ghosts. And after that, whoever wrote those lines, that was brilliant where he's like, I believe in the ghosts that you carry with you.
1: Mm -hmm. All
0: the ones you've loved and all the ones you've killed, they will be with you forever. And it's when you stop hurting and when you stop feeling, that's when I will worry about you. Right. That Which, was brilliant. It's so good because that tells Rich in that line alone, Richie now knows Duncan will have his back forever, for as long mm-hmm. as as long as the two of them are around. That they have a bond like that, mm-hmm. and it's oh, it's just so good, and such. And a, I
1: love the line... Lo- I love the line that Duncan said: "Not even the ones you killed, but the ones you love too. Like that, mm-hmm. those two things are both part of you." Yep. And I think he's trying to tell Richie, "Dude, I'm telling you, you care right now. I see that. I'm not worried about you."
0: Yep. And it when was, you stop caring, that's when I worry about you. It was a combination of like uh, uh, an apology for how he reacted earlier. As Mm -hmm. well, where he, it's basically him being like, yeah, I I was upset, you made a mistake, I get it, though. I know you, and I know you're a good person, you're my friend, you are Mm -hmm. my brother, and I'm not turning my back on you just because you made a mistake. Right. And Richie, to his credit, never blew up and flew off the handle like young Richie would have. Mm Mm-hmm. So that also helps Duncan to realize that, yes, Richie does care. And that, that other line where he's like, "If I, Richie says, if I live to be a thousand, I'm going to keep seeing that guy coming at me. Because the third flashback in this episode was Richie explaining what happened with Alec. Right. And it was literally just like a, a bad meeting because mm-hmm. Richie's sitting there working on his bike. He's had a rough day, so he's pissed off. And Alec has found Kragen and he's going after him and he's pissed off and it's just it was just a giant prick waving dick fight. Like, yeah, it was just two guys puffing their chests out, and neither one wanted to back down, and and that's where it went. Like they're they're mm-hmm. gonna fight, and it was it was the way that Richie described it. It was a fair fight. He won it, but he had no idea who this guy was. And Alec, in his emotional state, wasn't gonna back down from Richie, giving him guff, right? Even though he easily could have just parked his car and walked past him. Sure. Um he just he wasn't in that frame of mind, so they just fought. Mm-hmm. And As immortals do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly the way that, that things should have gone uh down. And so I just I just love the, the work that Stan Kirsch did in this episode. He's he's come such a long way from the those early first season episodes.
1: Yeah. Also going back to it, oh, just the fact that he set up and asked Duncan like, to start that whole conversation, the are we okay?
0: hmm Yes.
1: Like, that tells you how mature Richie is. He's asking the question, are we okay?
0: Yeah. His first question is, is she okay? And then, are we okay? Mm-hmm. Like, he's not thinking about himself. He's thinking about Jennifer and making sure that Jennifer... Because he he understands why Jennifer reacted the way that she did. He gets right. it. Um, And then he wants to make sure that he and Duncan are good. So... Yeah. Also, shout out to Stan Kirsch's workout routine because he's in, he's in some incredible shape in this episode. Yeah, he's looking good. Like, I don't blame Jennifer for having the eyes on him. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, not at all. But, yeah, it's just, I mean, Joe is great, solid. Jim Burns knocking it out of the park, as he always does. Yep. And, and Stan Kirsch just crushing it. And Richie getting some really good character development here. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: It's a theory. Yeah, well, I got a much simpler theory. I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, there's always that. Yeah, there sure is. Alright, uh fights. We got a couple. Um not we neither. Did. Neither one is very long, but I liked both of them. The the, the Craig and mm-hmm. Mac fight is a fun little fight, and it, having it on that movie set gave it a mm-hmm. Uh, a closed in claustrophobic feel they're like they're having to navigate yeah. in between props and stuff like that and it was kind of cool mm-hmm. and it's and go ahead i was gonna say
1: when they finish the fight and he's doing the quickening it's almost comical the way the set just falls away oh yeah like different pieces of the set drop and i'm like should i be laughing at this like i it's highlander i don't they weren't trying to be funny, but this is funny, but I get it that all that stuff would get knocked down because it's a s- movie set yeah, kind of thing. All,
0: and it's all fake and, and all that. Uh-huh. You know? um, I also, I love the dolly move with Duncan at the beginning of the uh, quickening where he, uh-huh. like, for some reason, Ooh. he just floated away from the body uh, to a different mm-hmm. spot in the room. <laughs> it's like, I, I almost feel like they can, like they shot the quickening and then they realized, oh, his mark is off. We got to move him there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah it, it was a it was a fun little fight and again we, we like when Duncan gets cocky and he showed up there yeah. knowing like I'm here for your head and I don't care man mm-hmm. um, and then he had his great uh, cut print that's a rap line <laughs> 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 gotta have that yeah. zinger gotta mm-hmm. have that one liner um, our other fight is Richie and Alec and what I liked was yeah. it contrasts it well because this fight is outdoors everything is open mm-hmm. So where, where Kragen and McCloud are fighting inside and they have to use shorter movements and they're moving in between objects, Richie and Alec are very open and fluid and large movements. And so yep. visually it looks very different. It's got that stark blue sky behind them and like just an empty lot. And so it visually just was very different from the other fight. It's brighter. Um, they're both very short.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, which is fine because they're not like the, the fact that they are fighting is not important to the story. Right. So it's kind of a means to an end. Um, yeah. You know, Duncan is there to kill Cragen. He does it he has his quickening. He moves on. Uh, mm-hmm. That was, that was his whole point there. And the Richie Alec fight, it's the background. It's, it's showing, Oh, this is what happened. And Richie wins. We don't even see him take the head or get a quickening. Uh, Cause we don't need right. to and then we move yeah. on. So
1: the one interesting thing I'll say about the Richie fight is the fact that Richie a young immortal beat Alec a much older immortal and how much a lot of times it's brought up how much more powerful an old older immortal is mm-hmm. and this just goes to show how good Richie is yeah, as how, a fighter.
0: How good Richie is, how how well he has learned while also kind mm-hmm. of pointing out, you know, Alec is old and he survived for a long time. But at this point uh, in this instance, he is not thinking clearly. And so he's mistake prone Mm -hmm. and anybody can have a bad day. And, you know, I bet you probably nine times out of 10 Alec beats Richie, but that particular day in that particular moment, Richie was better. And, you know, I, I, I very much appreciated that Mm -hmm. Um, because you're right, Richie is good, and it shows us how good he is. Yeah. So,
1: it's good fights. I mean, he was trained by Duncan, so come on. Right, exactly.
0: (laughs) This is a good episode. I have, uh, Mm -hmm. I have, I have a thought, though. What do you think about this? It's been a while since we've said this exact thing. This needed to be a two-part episode. (sighs) And hear me out, okay? Maybe. So, here's how I would have made this a two-parter is part one. We get, uh, the, a lot of the haunting aspects of it. Mm -hmm. We dive into that a little bit more. Um, you get more time where Jennifer is dealing with that. We get more time to flesh out the background between Alec and Jennifer, um, and how they met and Alec and Cragen and what happened in the past and with Duncan, Mm -hmm. um, and all of that. And it leads up to, Duncan taking on Cragen and Richie and Jennifer getting together Mm -hmm. and that's the climax. And then the, 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 the denouement is the revelation that Richie is the one that killed Alec. Like everything happens. And then Richie's at the bar talking with Joe and he's like, yeah, Duncan will be back today. He had to go take care of, um, you know, that's when Joe sees that he's with Jennifer And he's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, Duncan's off killing Cragen because he killed Alec Hill. I'm just watching over Jennifer. Uh, Things got a little hot and heavy last night, and Joe's like, uh, you killed Alec Hill. And that's where that ends, and we get a to-be-continued. And episode two is the fallout of all of that, and it's Jennifer dealing with her guilt while also getting upset with Richie, Richie trying to struggle with what's going on. Maybe we get some more flashback stuff with Duncan and Alec. Uh, Yeah and it's less about the haunted aspects of it that that gets played a lot more and the whole like waiting for souls to reincarnate and all that is a lot in the first episode and the second one is the fallout and you can stretch that out and and let that kind of be all of that stuff we don't have to worry about Kragen, where we give it enough space to breathe um sure that's how i would have done in this
1: Yeah, I think my criticism of this is the whole soul thing. And they never, they didn't have any clear rules about that. Like, she sees Alec at the beginning. She sees him in Richie. And then Richie starts to change Mm -hmm. in little ways that Joe notices. Yep. And, like, it's, it's part of why he's pulled towards Jennifer. And he ends up sleeping with her. And, it, and then it's kind of not really talked about. And then especially at the very end of the episode, when she's seeing Alec and she wants to kill Richie, she sees Alec and he's like, kill him. Duncan shows up, talks to her. Okay, never mind, babe. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have liked to seen that, like, either make it Straight-up hallucinations she's having, something she's seen, mm-hmm. or really make it a spiritual thing and dive into that. And it's especially funny because I would say Richie would be the one more open to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, for because sure. Because he tends to be more open to this stuff. Duncan always seems to be so closed-minded to anything that's not specifically immortals. Well, and have that be a struggle for him.
0: So, okay, all right. So we go in this direction then. We We have the haunting stuff and all of that played out like I... Like I talked about in part one, part two does deal with what you're talking about. And it does reveal mm-hmm. that there is that actually going on. And this is because we've had the dark quickening. We've shown mm-hmm. that a quickening can change an immortal. Right. And so play into that more. And that's that second, that's where the guilt and the grief and everything is going on because now we've had this big reveal that, oh, Richie is the one that killed him. And Richie is showing these signs that he's a lot like Alec in some ways. Mm-hmm. And there's this draw of him to Jennifer because you can spend half to two thirds of the episode setting up for him to finally tell Jennifer what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, she's dealing with all this and maybe she's having these hallucinations and or, you know, seeing Alec or whatever it is like actually seeing mm-hmm. him, all that So, yeah, I'm with you in that they needed to explore that more. And that's, I think, Mm -hmm. why the two-part feels to me this borderline, this borders on overstuffed.
1: Yeah, a little bit. I would also, okay, we do the two-part. I would also add to it that Alec is not only a believer in this, but is like a practicer of this. Like, we had people practicing different kinds of magics in the past. Sure. Duncan just kind of weighs it off. What if Alec is the one who appears to Richie and Richie realizes he killed Alec? Then he goes to confirm it with Joe to make sure he's not completely crazy and hallucinating something. Because I'm sitting here like, why would Alex inhabit Richie? (laughs) When Richie's the one that killed him. Like, what's the reason for that? Yeah. And maybe do it. I don't know if we need to turn it differently, if we need to have a different ending with Jennifer or whatnot, but... Again, it's, it feels like one of those things where they wrote it as much as they could and they just kind of let that go, which in this particular episode is fine. Like yeah. They didn't... I would have liked to seen more of them going into that and making it something other... Especially for that last scene when he's like, kill him. Okay, never mind. See you, bye. Yeah. Like that whole... That turn of Ghost Alec, I was like, what?
0: Yeah, that was very that That's was when where it you lost rushed. me
1: on this transcendental thing. Yep. So i was like, okay, we needed to have something better there. But because everything else wasn't hinged around that, it didn't matter to me as much that that was kind of cr- crazy because yeah, of the way the characters were actually interacting with each other.
0: Yeah, if if the stuff with Richie isn't handled the way that it is, if we don't have mm-hmm. as good of performances as we do, the, this could have this could have been a bad episode. But it's not. Yeah. It's a good episode. Not at all. It's an absolute mm-hmm. step up from our last two as well. Like we're, we're sure. on an upward trend, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. And I just want to see more stuff happening. I don't remember if Richie's in the next couple episodes or not, but I'm kind of hoping so because uh, they're going in a good direction with him, and mm-hmm. we are inching ever closer to uh, to some really good stuff. Um, yep. But yeah, it uh, this was a this was a very solid episode. Um, and we're we're writing the ship as they say. Mhm. For sure. Uh now next week's episode is Little Tin God, episode 8. Um, and I remember this one, so I'm curious to see how much of it I remember. But I definitely mm-hmm. remember the title. Um, and I remember the basics of it. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Nice. Uh so yeah, that is episode 7 Haunted. Uh good. Um we had some thoughts that mm-hmm. could make it even better, but like, it's a good one. Definitely watch it. If, yeah. no, if for nothing else in Richie. Like, for sure. He's just, everything is so good with him in this, and Stan Kirsch <laughs> is so good.
1: They also use the title later on, and I'm like, hey, they're just using the title in a good way that doesn't seem completely out of place.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Plus it had the fun moment of uh, connecting flashback to a different flashback from an episode we've seen previously. Yeah. Which was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mm-hmm. That's some clever writing
1: right there. It's some good fodder for the real Highlander
0: nerds that are like,
1: oh, I know what he's talking about. Yeah.
0: Uh, So, yeah, next week is Episode 8, Little Tin God. Now, if you enjoy this conversation and you want to watch us record it live, you can do that at twitch.tv slash tvstravis every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Audie and I are here. We love to see people in the chat. We've got Sovereign Bohemian Mm -hmm. in there this week. Ace Cat is almost always in there. Uh, Amy, Daniora, our co-host on uh, Those Were the Days, often pops by. Um, so we'd love to see you there. And, of course, you can always talk to us about Immortals or pretty much anything pop culture. There's some good spooky stuff coming up uh, this season on uh, Hulu and Netflix and everything. I love talking about it on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at TV's Travis And Audie, you're on Twitter, too.
1: Yep, you can find me at the Audie Norman. And, yes, there is so much good content coming out right now. TV stuff, good Lord.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got the finale, the, the final uh, piece in the, ho- the new Halloween trilogy comes out this year. We've got uh, the new Hellraiser movie is going to be on Hulu. There's mm-hmm. a couple really good looking series uh, on Netflix coming. Oh, it's good, good, like just amazing content happening right now. Yeah. So definitely hit us up on Twitter. Let's chat. Let's talk about any of that. Um, and uh, yeah, we will be back next week for episode eight, Little Tin God. Um, Do you remember this one at all? I don't. Okay. This
1: one doesn't ring any bells.
0: Well, uh, then we're in for a fun treat. So come on back next week, Episode 8, Little Sin God. And remember that until then, there can be only one shirtless Stan Kirsten.